Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with a Few podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion for seeing people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Alrighty, y'all. Welcome back to another podcast episode. Maddie and I are here and ready to dive in to the Word of God and look at a great topic that we are kind of going to be continuing in this week. We talked a lot about dating and relationships and what we think that looks like or should look like according to the Word of God last week. And Maddie has somehow convinced me. And by convincing me, she really did. And honestly, it wasn't that hard because I felt like this is a great topic to continue on in and one that our society seems to struggle with quite a bit nowadays as far as relationships, how that looks, and just doing them from a godly perspective. Mm -hmm. And so we are going to continue this topic and really try to just share with y'all a little bit about the qualities that we look for and want to look for, obviously, in a future husband. And I think that this applies to all ages and spectrums and everything. I think that this applies to everybody because we we need to know how this looks um, because, you know, whether you're already married or not, you're seeing different relationships. And so, I'm sure y'all have noticed some relationships that probably aren't, you know, that great. And then maybe you've noticed some that are really, really godly and, and ones that you really respect. And so I think that whatever it may be, if you're single, here's what you should look for. Here's what the word of God tells us to look for in a future spouse. And if you are already married, then here's how you can help other people. Because trust me, single people need to know what to look for in a future spouse because so many young people nowadays are lowering their expectations Mm -hmm. just because they want to be in a relationship so badly. And I feel like that is really just a pitfall for many people Mm -hmm. because they start dating someone that they know probably isn't the one, probably isn't someone that they would really enjoy being with the rest of their lives. Um, Like Maddie said last week, probably somebody that you know, may not be their best friend. And I think that that just ruins a lot of people's lives, honestly, because Mm -hmm. marriage is a huge part of our lives in our culture. And so I think that, you know, day in and day out, how we're dealing with a future spouse and all that stuff, we should look at that from a good perspective, from a biblical perspective of like, how does God want this to look, you know? And I don't know. I feel like so many people are just really looking to get in a relationship so quickly that they forget what it's actually supposed to be like and what God expects it to be. Because it's not just for us. It's not just to be in a relationship and to have fun or whatever that comes into it, obviously, but it's to honor God first and foremost, because he is the author and designer of marriage and love and relationships. And so he knows best when it comes to this topic in this area of our lives. And we really need to listen 
listen to him when it comes to this and help others along as well and lead them in the direction that he would have for them. So, Maddie, I'm going to allow you to start us off and just give us a little rundown on the blog this week because it was a really cool post by one of our friends. So, I want you to share about that and then we will jump into this topic. Yeah. So, this week was obviously Father's Day. Yesterday was Father's Day. And so, for our Thursday blog post, we had our former pastor write the blog post. And mm -hmm. he has written a couple of blog posts for us before. They've all been very good and tons of people have loved them and mm -hmm. really like what he has to say and stuff. We love what he has to say about different things. And so since he is a father and just a very godly man mm -hmm. and is trying to lead his family in a very godly way and has led his family in a very godly way, we asked him to write the blog post for Father's Day. And he did a very, very good job. Mm -hmm just talking about some of the experiences that he's had in his life with his children and um, different people who have poured into him and helped him to be who he has become and all those different things. It was really, really good. It's called The Power of Paternal Prayer, and you can find it by simply searching the few.blog wherever you look stuff up, or there's a link in the description of every episode. So, you can either click the link, look it up yourself, and then you just hit blog posts on our blog, and it should be right there at the top. Alrighty. Well, let us get into this topic we felt like the first thing that we needed to talk about was obviously uh, qualities that we look for personally in a man and how we have kind of gotten them from scripture, I guess, you know, because a lot of them can obviously be personal preference, just something that you are looking for. But I think that we first and foremost need to come to the word of God and look and see what he has to say about what our future spouse should be like mm -hmm. and um, the qualities specifically that they need to have in their life before you are with them. Because I have noticed this trend and I think that it's so crazy that, you know, you get into a relationship and this kind of goes back to what I was just saying about we so desperately want to be in a relationship as young people, especially in our society today. It's so pushed on us. It is so, you know, appealing to so many people. Like, I need mm -hmm. to be in a relationship in my teen years or even as an adult, you know, it's yeah. pressuring to or you feel the pressure that I'll, I have to be in a relationship or people will think this or whatever, you know, and all this stuff, just people's opinions opinions get to us in this area of our lives, quite honestly. And so, one of the things that I've noticed is that when people rush into a relationship, or not even rush, they just get into a relationship, they somehow think that they can change that person, okay? Mm -hmm. And especially when it comes to salvation. I've heard this as an excuse again and again about, well, like, I'm a Christian. I love the Lord. If I can get him or her to start coming to church and then, you know, maybe she'll give her life to the Lord or he'll give his life to the Lord and then it'll just be perfect because he's a good guy, right? He's a good guy. And so, that's, that's just not, not ideal. Okay. That's not yeah. what I feel like the word of God tells us should happen uh, in a relationship, especially if you're serving the Lord and, and walking according to his will, because I feel like the first quality that you should ever look for, like don't get caught up with anything else. I know that there are tons of things that we notice or whatever that you're like, oh, I like that. I like that, whatever. But the first and most important thing is that they love Jesus with all of their heart. And if they don't, then probably mm -hmm. it's not going to be a great relationship. Yeah. 
And so it doesn't mean that they're not going to come to the Lord. It doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It doesn't mean any of that. But it means that if you are a Christian and you are walking solidly in your faith, then that's not the person because we are told in scripture to not be unequally yoked. And so we can't do that. That's just not possible. And many people use that as an excuse. And guess what? They never do accept the Lord. They harden their heart or whatever it is, and it just doesn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then they, they are in a relationship with an unbeliever, unequally yoked with scripture warns about, and, you know, most of the time, uh, it doesn't work out, and it's not a good relationship at all. So I would say that that is the first quality before we get into anything. Look for a man and a woman that loves the Lord with all of their heart and seeks to serve him above all else. That is the most important thing in a relationship that you can ever, ever, ever have. Mm -hmm. And so that is uh, something that I make sure to tell people over and over again, especially as we're discipling young girls, look for someone who loves Jesus because out of that flows so many other qualities that you are going to enjoy one day in a future spouse. Mm -hmm. And I think that the second quality, which Actually, we had asked our parents right before we sat down to yeah. record this. We were like, first we asked mom, what are like your top three things that either you looked for in dad before you got married or that you would want in a man that me and Lily would date or, you know, all that different stuff. And then we asked dad and they both said <laughs> three of the exact same things in the exact same order. So first it was obviously they have to love Jesus and yeah. they have to be saved. Like that is number one on mm-hmm. the priority list. And then the second one was that they have lots of integrity and they are loyal. And I think that that is a super big attribute that does follow very closely behind their salvation. If you don't have someone who is honest with you, who uh, has a lot of integrity with others too, um, in business, in church, in leadership, mm-hmm. all these different things, then I think that that is something that can be very crippling to a marriage and just a relationship in general. Mm-hmm. I think that that is something that both of you need to have too. We're just kind of, everyone understand that we're talking from what we look for in a guy that we would date. And so, but I think that this goes either way. Women, we should have integrity. We should be honest. Mm -hmm. We should be loyal to whoever we're in a relationship with. Men should have integrity, be loyal to whoever they're in a relationship with. This goes both ways. It's not just that we're expecting this perfect guy with all these different attributes and all these different things that the Lord says he should have. And Mm -hmm. then we are like the complete opposite. We're not putting any effort into having integrity, being loyal, loving Jesus, all these different things. But integrity is definitely a big one because if you have a bunch of lies going on in your marriage or anything like that, we've seen a lot of marriages end very badly because there wasn't integrity and there wasn't loyalty. So that is something that is very, very important, something that we definitely look for in a guy. And so, yeah, integrity, super duper big. And I think that you should be having these conversations with people like while you're dating, Mm -hmm. while you're engaged, through marriage even. Be looking at your priorities, be looking at your relationship. And these aren't things that are just going to work themselves out when you get married. Like if you see issues while you're dating or while you're engaged or whatever, I don't think that they're really going to just work themselves out when you get married. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and that usually isn't the case from what we have seen in our experience. Mm -hmm. So these are things that we really need to be looking for before you get married. Don't just, you know, you're in a relationship, you don't ask serious questions, you don't see where each other's priorities are at. Mm -hmm. And so then when you get married, things are just, you know, all messed up. So integrity and loyalty are definitely two very big ones that we Mm -hmm. look for. Yeah, and I love that you brought those things up because First Timothy chapter 3, in there Paul gives us many qualities that we should look for, especially in a husband, but just like Maddie said, they apply to both. And in this passage, he's talking more about the qualifications for a leader in the church body, but I think that these qualities uh, should grace the lives of any man or woman who walks with the Lord and is putting him as their priority and is first in their life. And so I just wanted to read this first verse because it kind of goes along with what Maddie said here. Verse 1, chapter 3, it says, this saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to be an overseer, he desires a noble work. An overseer, therefore, must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, self-controlled, sensible, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not an excessive drinker, not a bully, but gentle, not quarrelsome, and not greedy. I would just give that as like a starter, okay? And all of those things uh, kind of seem like, whoa, those are big qualities, right? Uh, Because the world doesn't tell us any of that. Like, I've never heard anything from the world tell me that my future spouse should be above reproach. Like, that has just never been mentioned in conversation or in a book that I've read that is more worldly or whatever. You know, I just don't hear that. But the Word of God tells us that. And so, when it tells us things like this and it mentions specifics, like, these are very specific things, Mm y'all. I think that we should really pay attention to them because Paul is obviously saying these are very, very specific things that you should be aware of, that you should be intentional about, not only in your life, but especially in the life of your future spouse. Mm -hmm. Because these are the people, okay, just hear me out, y'all. These are the people, okay, our future spouses are the people that we are going to be with day in and day out. We're going to live life with them. We're going to raise kids together. We are going to build a home together. We are going to buy things together. We are going to, like, the list goes on and on, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to spend Christmases together, so we better like each other's families. You know, all these different things that you just think of that I think a lot of us just kind of in a relationship and we're like, oh, it's just great. And like Maddie said, we expect just, you know, magically when we get married that all of the little problems or all the little things that we didn't really like will just go away. That's not true. And oftentimes, I think it gets worse because Mm -hmm. you're with them day in and day out, and it's just constant. And so whatever annoys you, I'm not saying that there won't be little things that annoy you, okay? Like, that's just going to – that's just natural. Mm -hmm. But big things like this, like them not being loyal or they're not above reproach, they're not self-controlled or respectable or any of that, like, those are big things that – are big problems in the end and can really, really cause a lot of heartache, a lot of stress on a marriage, and he warns specifically against these things. And one thing that our parents were kind of talking about as we were discussing this with them, like, please don't think that we just come and sit down and record this stuff when we've never been married, we've never been in a relationship before. Like, our parents have a really great marriage. They've set a really great example for us and definitely, like, the qualities that we see in our dad and that our mom has encouraged us to look for. We are seeing these things played out in our everyday lives. We're watching our parents' marriage. We're watching the marriages around us and we are 
taking notes. Right. Because <laughs> we're watching the bad marriages, too. We're watching mm-hmm. what make these marriages fall apart. What right. is it that is wrong that mm-hmm. make these marriages miserable for the people who have gotten married? But we're also watching the good ones, and we're watching mm-hmm. what attributes each person has and all these different things. So if you are married, then please take note of that. Like, you've got people watching your yeah. marriage, and mm-hmm. you've got people who are wanting to follow your example. So if you have a bad marriage, which I'm not saying that this can be fixed overnight or anything, because I know that it can't, and I know that that's difficult, but if your marriage isn't everything that the Bible says it should be, people are watching your example. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that should be an encouragement to all of us that we should all be beyond reproach, especially when it comes to marriage and relationships. Um, because we've got people watching us. You've got your kids watching you if you mm-hmm. are married and have kids. Your kids are watching you. They're always around you. They're watching what your marriage relationship looks like. And so I think that that's something that, like with our younger girl Bible study group, even mm-hmm. though we're not in relationships, we try and sort of set an example with our standards. We talk about our standards with them a lot. Right. Talk about these things because you're never too young um, to start learning about setting standards and some of those different things. I mean, some things you're gonna have to wait till they're older because they won't understand everything. Mm -hmm. But this is something that you can be talking about with your kids, all this different stuff, because I think that a lot of times the people who do enter into relationships really quickly and don't take time to think about things, haven't had good examples, haven't been taught what a good relationship Mm -hmm. looks like. So, Anyway, back to my main point of while we were talking about this episode with our parents, they both said that all the integrity and the loyalty and stuff just naturally should flow out of their love for Jesus. Because mm-hmm. if they love Jesus, they're following his example. Right. He had integrity. He was loyal to people and, you know, set a good example for everyone that he was around. And so, I think that if your spouse or your boyfriend or your girlfriend loves the Lord and is studying his word and all these different things, then all of this stuff should naturally be flowing out of their love for Jesus. So I think that that's another good thing that we can look at is, are they spending time with the Lord? If they are, are their actions showing that? Mm -hmm. Because that is something that is huge in relationships. Also, examine your own life. Mm -hmm. Am I spending enough time with Jesus? Are my actions showing that I'm spending time with Jesus? Right. Yeah, I think that that's a really good point because the next verse, you know, talks about how, uh, verse 4 in 1 Timothy 3, it talks about how he should be able to manage his own household and that his children should be under his control with all dignity. That's a word that it uses, and I think that that's a powerful word here. And then it says, if anyone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he take care of God's church? I think that that's a really Mm -hmm. powerful question because he's saying like, if they don't possess these qualities, if they're not able to actually be a leader, have self-control, earn respect from their kids, um, their wife, all the different things, you know, if they're not able to do that, then like how, how are they supposed to be serving the Lord well? How are yeah. they ever going to be what God wants them to be? And how are they going to be mature? That's another thing that I think is really important here because if they are these things, then they're mature mm-hmm. and they're maturing. Even I'm not, 
not saying that they have to be like perfect, okay? I get it. People mess up, we mess up, and I hope that, you know, like my future husband wouldn't think like, oh, I'm a terrible person because, you know, I messed up or I fell short on one of these uh, qualities, you know, one time or whatever it is. Like, the Lord gives us grace. We should give grace to people, but if it's a constant problem or it's something that they're continually dealing with and they, or they just don't care about, honestly, you know, how are they going to mature in their faith and how are they going to mature as a person and obviously do what God has for them? Mm -hmm. So I love that that is thrown in there because I think that it's a really great example and a question that we should all ask ourselves. And then verse six, it says, he must not be a new convert or he might become conceited and incur the same condemnation as the devil. Furthermore, he must have a good reputation among outsiders so that he does not fall into disgrace and the devil's trap. Another key verse here. He must have good reputation. Well, I skipped one. Not a new convert. Maddie and I were just talking about this right before we, uh, as we were reading this before the episode. I think that that is... That is something that I really take note of from this passage because I have discipled, Maddie has discipled just in the few different things, um, seeing new converts, like the enemy just attacks them, you know, so mm -hmm. heavily because they're new in their faith. They're not bold and strong yet. They're beginning to walk it out. And so the devil wants nothing to do with that. He doesn't want them to be walking down that path and walking in the light and yeah. turn away from darkness and all this stuff. And so um, that is key for especially a relationship. He may know Jesus, and I'm not saying like, I'm not saying that just because he's a new convert doesn't mean he's not going to make it. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that the enemy just is really messing with people during those times in their life where they're right, yeah. like just gave their life to those the Lord, early newer days. convert. Yeah. And so it gets really difficult. It gets hard. They're not going to know these things yet. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that they're a bad person. And I pray to the Lord that those people do make it, become great leaders, look at these things and become these things. But the truth of the matter is that it's probably not wise to get into a relationship with a brand new convert just because they need a little time to make sure that they're committed. You want to make sure that they're committed and not many people, right? Just as our our name says, the few, um, there are few that are actually going to live it out and want to live it out. And so just because they just gave the life to the Lord and they love the Lord right now doesn't mean that they're going to mature in that. Again, I pray to the Lord that they do because that is the most precious thing, right? When a new convert grows in their faith and is able to serve the Lord and, and really does become that leader that they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. But again, the truth of the matter is there are a few that actually do that. Yeah. So the last attribute that we think is very, very important, especially for us ladies that we need to be looking for in a man. And guys, if you're listening, this is something that a girl would really, really want in a guy and something that I think is absolutely necessary for a relationship. The girl should always, always feel protected mm -hmm. and secure and should not feel like their husband or their boyfriend or whatever is going to embarrass them or belittle them or um, make them feel less than they are. This is something that is absolutely huge for me specifically, and I know that it's really huge for Lily too, but mm -hmm. 
this is like an absolute deal breaker for me. If I'm in a relationship and I don't feel like I am protected by this man, I feel like he, and it may not be like constant, like he's abusive or anything, but like just kind of little belittling things Mm -hmm. that make you feel like you are less than you are. And I think that this is something that we really need to be looking out for. You should always, always feel protected by your significant other, Mm -hmm. especially for us girls, because men are always, always meant to be the leaders in a relationship in your household. And I think that this is a major reason that some marriages are failing Mm -hmm. is because like Lily was talking about earlier, how men and women are equal because we are all made in the image of God and God Mm -hmm. made all of us and we are all very good. The Lord says that in Genesis. But like Lily mentioned, our roles are different. And I think that this is something that our world has gotten majorly mixed up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, women are constantly thinking like in the workplace, well, I should have the same position as a man because we need to be equal. In marriage relationships, we have seen this so much, especially recently, women feeling like they need to give their husband permission to do anything or husbands feeling like they need to seek their wife's advice on anything they're going to do. I'm not saying that you shouldn't seek each other's advice and that you shouldn't talk about things. I think that this is something that's very important. Mm -hmm. Our parents have always done this, but our mom specifically has always trusted our dad to protect her, to take care of his family, and he's always done that well. So she has absolutely no reason to not trust him to take care of us, to provide for Mm -hmm. us, to protect us. And so our dad doesn't have to come in and say, "Uh, hey, do you think it's okay if I buy this or if I Mm -hmm. go do this or, you know, whatever. Like, if dad thinks that we should enter into this new ministry thing that he thinks is going to be really good, like, our mom doesn't doubt him at all because she knows that he's hearing from the Lord, that he's seeking the Lord, all these different things. So, this is something that you really, really need to be looking for in a relationship is that protection Mm -hmm. and know that he's going to provide for you Mm -hmm. and all those different things. Yeah. And another thing I would add to that is that like our dad will come in and he's made a great effort at like doing this in front of us. I'm not even sure if he like does it on purpose, but you know, one of the things that I've noticed is that, you know, if he wants to buy something like Maddie just said, or if he has, you know, a question about a decision that he's making or, you know, ministry wise or whatever it is, he always consults her first. You know, he Mm -hmm. always makes sure to have a conversation with her about it, make sure that she is okay with it. And he does it in a respectful way that Mm -hmm. is, I really want to know your opinion on this because we're a team, you know, and we're working towards the same goal, which is eternity. And so he's made a great effort at that. But our mom has, like Maddie just said, always been great at making sure that she is submitting, not just like, oh, dad wants to do something and I have to fall in line with it. But she has just done a great job at submitting in a biblical way of, I know that he wants to lead us. I know that he's protecting us. And he doesn't come in and be, he doesn't have to say, well, I'm the leader. So y'all have to obey. He doesn't do that. He just is the leader. And we accept that. And we want that because Because that's the biblical way that things are supposed to be done. And it's just natural Mm -hmm. because we're all trying to love Jesus and serve him. And so this is how it's supposed to be. Like, honestly, I really have a hard time looking at other families and marriages and going, wait, you just, you guys just don't get this. Like, this isn't natural for you. You have to really try hard at this. Like, it just, that's never been our family. And I'm not saying that we're perfect. I'm not saying that we're, we're doing things the best way ever, but it truly is so freeing when a family can function biblically. Mm -hmm. It's just a whole different 
level. You know, it's just a whole different um, experience. And I think that so many families miss out on things like that. They miss out on the experience of mom and dad working as a team, but they also know their roles and that they fit perfectly together because of that. And we're working towards the same goal. And us kids know that we need to respect them and we need to fall in line with that. And we want to. It's not a have to, it's a want to. And um, same thing with our mom as well, with the whole submission thing. And with dad, you know, like I want to consult mom about this because I want her opinion because we're a team. And so just to add to that a little bit. But here's a funny thing, practical example here, y'all. One of the things that, and I know we've gone all spiritual and obviously that's what it's about. Like relationships are like yeah, the huge, it's not separate <laughs> right the huge part of relationships and the most important part of relationships is the spiritual aspect mm-hmm. um that makes a good relationship it doesn't matter about the physical things it doesn't matter about any of that if you fall in line spiritually that's where it's at okay with that said now i'm getting to a practical point here so one of the things that our family has always done okay and i like this is a big thing for me in marriage. Um, not saying that if you don't do this, you're terrible. Okay. This is just one of those things that Lily Hobbs needs in the future husband. So, you know, future husband, if you're listening to this, please be preparing yourself. Take notes. Okay. So <laughs> I have always noticed in our family that dad drives anywhere we go. Anywhere we go, dad drives if he is with us, obviously. Okay. Like if he's not with <laughs> us, the mom drives, but he always drives us. And he, obviously he was a truck driver, still is. So he, that's his career. You know, he's really good at it. That's what he's always done. But he takes great pride in doing that for our family because that's one of the things that he leads in. That's one of the things that he is able to protect us by. Like by him driving, he feels like he is able to protect us Mm -hmm. and get us safely to wherever we're going. And so that's just something that I have noticed, just one of those practical things that I'm like, I want that in a marriage because it shows like he's taking the initiative to protect and to lead and to just take care of us, you know? And I really, really, really like that. And I think that and I'm just going to be totally honest with y'all, all the marriages that I have seen where the wife drives like on a consistent basis, I'm not usually looking at those marriages saying, that's what I want in life. That's what I want it to be like. Because usually, just going to be honest here, I'm not saying that this is all, but most of the wives who drive their husbands around are very controlling. That's just my opinion. If you don't think that, that's totally okay. Um, But I just feel like that. And so- That's one thing um, that I have really just seen in our lives, and not just because my parents do it, but because they've illustrated a great thing through that and mm-hmm. um, just understanding the rules. And that's just one of the practical things that have flown from that and just kind of has resulted from their love for each other, love for the family, and here's how it's going to be. Yeah. And I think just, I know that we're going a little bit long, but this is a good episode, so you should keep listening. <laughs> we just celebrated our three-year anniversary of The mm-hmm. Few, and so lots of people have parties, and they play games, <laughs> and do all this, like, fun stuff. Right. What we did was we went out and watched the sunset, and then had, like, just some really deep really deep conversation just about different things about the future. We did talk a lot about relationships and stuff, what we want to have in a marriage, what Mm -hmm. we've seen in other marriages that we really like or something that maybe we don't really like and so we don't want to have a marriage like that or whatever. 
right. which we didn't do a ton of that. Mostly we were just all talking about what we want in a marriage, what we've seen in other marriages that we think works really well and all these different things. And I love how it never turned into like a boy crazy discussion where we talk about like our crushes and oh, he's got this and he's got this and he's got this and he's perfect and mm-hmm. all this stuff. We were able to talk about because like none of us are in relationships right now. We were able to talk about it from such a biblical perspective mm-hmm. without going all boy crazy. But one of the things that I was kind of talking about while we were discussing all this was that a lot of times I hear so many people say, well, in marriage, you're just going to have to compromise on Mm. a lot of different things. And I think that that is a complete and total lie. Like that is not true. It shouldn't be true. I know that it is true in some marriages that people feel like they have to compromise in order to make the other one happy. Mm -hmm. But in my marriage, I don't want there to be any sort of compromising because if you're with the right person, I believe that you're going to have the same views on different things and you're going to want the same things out of life. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have different ways of achieving your goals or whatever, but I feel like if you feel the same way on different things, especially in spiritual stuff, if you're both working towards the goal of we want to serve Jesus as much as we possibly can, we want to love him mm-hmm. completely, we want to raise our kids in a great Christian home, then there shouldn't have to be compromise Mm -hmm. in that. There should never be compromise in that because I feel like when you start compromising all these different things, the marriage just starts going downhill just from what I've seen. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there should not be compromising in relationships. And so as we were talking about that, I was just like, that was something that the Lord, I feel like kind of revealed to me Mm because I hadn't really thought about that before. But when you both love the Lord, when you're both reading his word, when you're trying to live lives according to scripture, then you shouldn't have to compromise because Mm -hmm. you're both striving towards the same thing. You're both living the same scripture. Mm -hmm. Like you're not going to read one scripture and he's going to read another scripture and they're going to contradict themselves. Because when you have to compromise, that means that something's not right. right. So I think that that's something that is definitely like, in a relationship, you shouldn't have to compromise. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. That because, was just something that was right. really like on my heart while we were talking about that. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought of that while we were talking about this. But. Right. Well, and if you do have to compromise, I think that it shows that you don't have the same goals. Mm-hmm. And that is a huge deal, especially for us, because our goal is eternity. Like mm-hmm. we want to live in light of eternity. And so if we have to compromise, then that means that we're compromising for worldly things. Yeah. And that is not okay with us, you know? And I think that it also brings in some division in a marriage. It brings in division that shouldn't be there because you're supposed to be living together in unity. It's supposed to be pleasant. It's supposed to be enjoyable. It's supposed to be, we're living for the Lord, praise the Lord, you know, all the stuff. But I think that it can bring in some division. There can be grudges. And just all of that is not good in a marriage. And you see that so many fights, like so many people, you know, talk about fights. I don't think I've ever seen our parents get into an argument that has ever been like, oh no, the screaming at each other, right? Never, ever. And so that's just another thing. Like, I don't want to have to fight with my future spouse. Like, we shouldn't have to fight. Obviously, there's going to be disagreements. There's going to be different things, but it should not be handled in an immature way. Like, you're in high school and can't be mature in a situation. Like, that's Mm -hmm. just not how it should be. And I see a lot of marriages like that today. And it's very sad that that's the reality of our culture, that they say, oh, you should fight, you should compromise, you should have your way, love yourself, you know, all the stuff that we hear. Yeah, that's the result of it. You're going to fight. You're going to be holding grudges, all these different things that are so bad. Mm -hmm. But 
Two other things. I'm going to end with these. Okay. <laughs> Real quick. Two other things that are very important to me, very important qualities are that he has a desire to have kids, adopt kids, whatever that looks like for us. I really, 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 really want that. So that's a huge thing because I know that, you know, you hear from some marriages, oh, the guy doesn't want to have kids or she doesn't want to have kids or whatever. And so that can cause a lot of division, I feel like. But I, and the dog is eating, guys. Like, why what? does she what? always do I don't this? know. <laughs> We're just going to keep going because I edited the last episode, I think it was, when she started eating and you couldn't really hear it. So, so if you can't hear yeah, it, I'm then sorry. yippee, yeah, but we but can hear it. <laughs> we can hear it. Okay, so that is the, the first thing. The second thing is that he has the same political views as I do. Yeah, um, That is huge to me. We both need to be on the same page with that because... That could cause a lot of division, yeah, too. Yeah, and I'm just sorry, but I am very bold in that area of my life, and I've yeah. started getting really bold in that area of my life, so that's something that I'm passionate about, and obviously, that stems into a lot of different things, a lot of different opinions about what's happening in our world, whether it be abortion or the whole Pride Month thing, which we're going to get into in a couple episodes, by yeah. the way, um, and just everything that's happening in our world, a lot of that stems out of political views. And so I think that we definitely need to be on the same page there because I've gotten more passionate about that. And so I hope he is too, that he cares about America and about freedom and about all those things that I love as well. Mm -hmm. I think that that one is definitely a big one. I was going to mention that Mm -hmm. if you didn't, because that is something that, like I said, I feel like that would cause so much division in a marriage because Mm -hmm. if you don't have the same views on abortion, or whatever, like that's just going to be very difficult to try and, and I feel like that could start a lot of fights too. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, but if you don't think that abortion is wrong or something, then yeah. Bye. See ya. That's <laughs> not done. negotiable for me. Right. Actually, one of our friends just broke up with her boyfriend a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Or a couple weeks ago. A few months ago. May even be a year now. I don't know when it was. But it was she, a while ago. Yeah. She was dating someone and she felt like he didn't have the same views as her specifically, you know, in the political realm. And um, it was about abortion too. And so he thought that it was okay. And she was like, nope, I'm sorry. (laughs) No. That's not going to happen. So she broke up with him. So props to her because that was a really good decision. And you don't want to enter into a marriage thinking that things like that are okay or not okay and defer on those things because those are very, very biblical, um, especially like abortion and stuff, are very biblical things that are yes and no topics. Yeah. Like for me, he would have to be in the same party as me and stuff. Like (laughs) that wouldn't be, I could never marry someone from the opposite party. Like that would be seriously, like physically impossible for me. But I'm not saying that you may like someone in your party or in your political arena a little bit more than your husband does Mm -hmm. or whatever, or he might like someone else that you're kind of like, "Mm, I mean, they're okay. Like I agree with what they're saying, but I like whatever this person is saying more or, you know, whatever. I don't think that that's as big of a deal as having like complete opposite views. Yeah. So that's a big one, Yeah. (laughs) which I'm not saying that that would be an issue for everyone, but I feel like it could be. Uh, Yeah. I I think it should become something. Right. Anyway. Okay. Kind of a long episode, (laughs) but I feel like this is something that not a lot of people, I know that a lot of people talk about relationships and stuff, but I feel like a lot of times you don't have a real conversation of like, here's what we want in husbands. Mm. I was telling Lily before we uh, started recording, and she's going to get mad at me that I said this, but I told her, I was like, literally the only thing I want in a guy is for him to tell me you have bewitched me body and soul. And if you don't know what that reference is from. Oh my. Then I'm sorry, but like you really need to find that out. Like, oh my goodness. And if you do know what that reference is, then 
like, How do you think you're I gonna love make you and you are going to make it because <laughs> you know what true love looks like. So anyway, look for a guy who's going to say you have bewitched me body and soul. There you go. That's my that's, word of advice. For yes, the day. that is my wisdom that I am imparting on you. Oh, my. Anyway, okay. <laughs> so seriously, though, if you know that reference, then I like you and you're a keeper. Okay. Anyway. Let's pray. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're going to end this episode in prayers, so please pray with us. Dear Lord, I just thank you for this day in this episode, and I just thank you that we're able to have real conversations about things like relationships, and I thank you that you have given us so much in your word that we can look at and that we can learn from, and um, that we can look for these certain qualities that you talk about in a future spouse. I pray that you would help each and every one of us to just be very wise in this area of our lives. I pray that we wouldn't try and separate it from our faith because we know that relationships do impact our faith a lot, but I pray that we would just come to you in prayer and that we would be reading your word when it comes to relationships and that we would just be seeking your will for our lives, that we wouldn't rush into anything, that we wouldn't try and force anything. I pray that we would just know that you sent us the person that we're supposed to be with when we meet them and that we would just be so confident in that, that there's no second guessing, there's no wondering if that person is going to be faithful, if they're going to follow your commands, if they're going to love Jesus like we do. And so I just thank you that you've given us so much that we can learn from and I pray that you would just help each and every one of us in this area of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, guys, one thing I'm going to leave you with is that I just want to encourage y'all, whether you're a guy or or a girl, whether you are not married, you've been married, um, you are married, whatever uh, season of Anything, life all that you are in, <laughs> just remember that following in the path of godliness is far greater um, and has way more value than trying to follow after a person of good looks, fame, power, money, whatever it is that you're following them for. Make sure that your path of godliness and that you're righteousness and your purity is before all of that. Make sure that he is your priority, that Jesus is the one that you are focused on. And when that happens, when you truly get to the point where you are maturing in your faith and you're maturing in your relationship, the most important relationship you will ever be in, then I truly believe that he will bless you in that second relationship, that second most important relationship in your life, which is marriage. And I think that so many of us are just struggling to really understand that and mature in that. And so I would just encourage you guys, go after that this week. Go after just simple things. Set those standards. Just write down a few qualities that you maybe even had, you know, written down before that you forgot about or that you kind of got from this episode or got you thinking about different things, go through scripture and look at those qualities that God expects mm-hmm. not only from us, but also especially what he expects from in marriage and future spouses and all of that great stuff. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys for listening to this longer episode. We love y'all. Thank you so much for just joining us every week. And if you're new, welcome. Didn't say that in the beginning, <laughs> but we're so glad you're here. Be sure to download. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Comment if you're on a platform that allows you to do so. Rate and review. We are almost to four thousand downloads. We are so close. I believe with this episode, if y'all download it, that we will reach that huge milestone. The Mm -hmm. Lord is just blessing the podcast and we couldn't be more thrilled to continue to share biblical truth on here. It is a great, great community and we love y'all so much. So thank you for joining us and we will talk to y'all next Monday. Bye guys. (laughs) 